Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Yes, Peter Vlahos in for Tim, uh, as I said, uh, this morning and tomorrow morning here on the Sporting Goss. Great to have your company. Uh, We're going to talk football now, Uh, the world game or the global game, as many people term it. It's getting exciting. Uh, Last uh, night or this weekend just gone in England, the the lower leagues got underway, the Championship, League One and League Two. We had the Community Shield, as it's known these days, used to be called the Charity Shield, where the league winners take on the Cup winners and Leicester City beat Man City by one goal to nil. A late penalty decided that game. And, of course, uh, the Scottish Premier League uh, into its second weekend and a lot of interest on uh, the first home game for Celtic, They took on Dundee uh, and won by six goals to nil. And Ange would have been pretty happy. Here he is. Yeah, good performance. Um, We played some good football, but also, you know, worked awfully hard and started the game really well, which sort of set the tone. And uh, I just thought generally, you know, our intent was good. As you said, for 90 minutes, we were relentless. We didn't sort of take our foot off the pedal, so it was pleasing. Like I said, it'd be hard to single people out because, you know, the the whole team sort of worked really hard and there wasn't one player out there who wasn't sort of trying to do the the things that we were trying to implement. Yes, uh, certainly Ange and the Hoop supporters and everybody involved with Celtic in the Scottish Premier League would have been uh, delighted uh, with that result. Okay, it was certainly a, a lesser side, but the fact that they scored six goals against Dundee FC um, says a lot for the type of football that Ange Postacoglu is trying to bring to uh, Parkhead. And joining us to discuss everything football is Fox uh, Football's expert in Adam Peacock. Hello, Adam. Good morning to you from Perth. How are you? Yeah, very well. Uh, big result for Celtic last night. And I reckon they'd be even happier, the Hoop supporters, because Rangers lost on the weekend as well. Yeah, so the disaster turns to them. Uh, look, Honestly, last week, Celtic uh, dropped points, um, got beaten in the last minute against Hearts, and it was a disaster. It was the worst thing in the world to happen to Celtic and Ange. He's a joke, and why'd they sign this guy? And the club's in turmoil. He wouldn't have cared one little bit about anything that was said last week, much the way he probably wakes up um, in a couple of hours in Scotland and does not care about what anyone says about the 6-0 win. Ange has got an absolute intent to do what he wants with his football club for himself and for the football club, of course, as well. It's reciprocal in that regard. But, yeah, they pumped them. They, they pumped Dundee. And, yeah, it was the sign of things to come, I reckon, was the way that Ange likes to play. They had 70% possession. They won 6-0, didn't have a shot on target, conceded. It was Ansel, and it worked so well, and hopefully it continues to work. And they've got a massive match in a couple of weeks' time, the, the Old Firm Derby, the first iteration of it this season. And uh, that's when we're going to really, really know about um, mm. where exactly Celtic is at under Ange. Yeah, and great to see. Uh, and he's been there for a number of seasons now, uh, Australian Tom Rogic, uh, who has stayed at Celtic. No doubt he's happy that he's got Ange 
as his manager. He scored a goal early in the second half uh, last night, which have been pleasing for Tom and also for Ange. This could be the best thing that happened to Tom Rogic late in his career, that he gets Ange as his boss because Ange will know what makes him tick, what uh, buttons to push with Tom because he, let's be honest, we're a little frustrated in Australian football about Tom Rogic because we've seen glimpses of how brilliant he can be, how absolutely fantastic he can be. Remember, he basically just taking the game by the scruff of the neck in a World Cup qualifier against Saudi Arabia and um in Adelaide a couple of years ago. That's the quality that we know he's got, whether he's done it on a consistent basis. He's been in and out of the squad with Celtic in big games in the last couple of years. Ange gets there. They know each other. Ange knows him, knows what to do with him, starts him last night. He performs well. It's good signs for Tom Rogic. Hopefully he can continue all season. Yes, uh, so well done to Ange. Everybody uh, follows Australian football and follows Ange Postacoglu. Would have been delighted with that result. I know I was getting up this morning and seeing 6-0 to Celtic over Dundee FC. The other big story in football is Lionel Messi, of course. Uh, had a press conference, uh, very emotional, very tearful. As he said, um, he's brought up three children there in the Catalan city. Very much uh, Argentinian, uh, Spanish they are. Probably more Spanish than Argentinian because they've grown yeah. up there. And, of course, he leaves the city after 20 years because simply Barcelona, one of the big clubs in the world, because of the world pandemic, can't afford to pay him anymore. Yeah, it's. I, I just don't get this story. I, I've got to do more reading about it. I, I don't actually know how it's come to pass because common sense would tell you that Messi wants to stay, Barcelona wanted him to stay. They had a mutual parting of the ways at the club ground last night. The social media outlets from FC Barcelona were just effusive in their praise of Leo Messi. La Liga needed him to stay, that the league, because it's a, it doesn't help that the world's most famous footballer no longer plays in that competition when it comes to media rights and sponsorship and all of those other things that make, make the football world tick. So... It just doesn't make sense. I, I can't comprehend what exactly has happened. I know the story behind it, that they couldn't afford his wages and they had to be under a, like a notional salary cap because of financial fair play rules. But it just, yeah, I, I, I do not get it. Because mm. he was quite emotional at the press conference, was he? The first, yeah. he did a press conference. And secondly, he broke down thinking when he spoke about his family and how connected he is to the city and the club. Well, he, he's grown up there. He, he went there as a... 13-year-old, I think it was, mm. and he was a tiny little thing out of Argentina. The, the, the talent was there for all to see, and he's developed through their um, famous academy, La Masia, at, uh, at Barcelona. He's made his debut. He's played 16 years. He's won 35 trophies. He is the club. He is the modern-day version of what the club is, and to walk away under these circumstances, it's just a real head-scratcher. Yeah, and looks like he could be uh, joining Neymar at uh, PSG because he did come out of that press conference saying he still wants to win Champions League uh, well, trophies, basically. Well, that's the thing he wants. He, he hasn't done it in a few years at Barcelona, so he's going to pick. He can pick and choose. He's Leo Messi. He can pick and choose wherever he wants to play. He's going to go where he's got the best possible chance of winning a Champions League, and at the moment that probably is PSG. I mean, Manchester City perhaps, but I don't think that they need him at the moment in a, in a perverse kind of way, even though he's got that special relationship with Pep Guardiola, but I can't see him landing anywhere else but Paris. But he asked me three days ago where he's going to play this season, and it was an absolute lock he was playing in Barcelona. So who knows what's going to be the case at the end of the week. The English Premier League kicks off this weekend. There's been a couple of big movements in the off-season, none bigger than Aston Villa's Jack Grealish going to Manchester City for a record $100 million. What do you expect from the uh, the EPL when it kicks off this weekend? 
Yeah, city of favourites, absolutely. And uh, Manchester United made a few moves in the off-season to, to improve their stock. They still probably don't have the guy that you can definitely say at the start of the season he's going to score 25 goals in the league, that they might end up having that. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Jaden Sancho has moved there from Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Liverpool will be better. They'll, they won't have the problems of last season, provided Virgil van Dijk stays in the pitch and their front three fire again, which no reason to believe that they won't. But Manchester City are favourites because of um, the fact that how well they played Last season, they've added a, a player of immense talent like Grealish. He's going to fit the Guardiola system beautifully. So a, a bit of pressure on Grealish. I mean, the price tag will follow him around for the next couple of seasons to make sure that he's um, he's playing to a level that justifies that price tag. But, yeah, I, I, I can see City winning it. Um, the rest, how it sorts itself out, remains to be seen. Leicester will be thereabouts again. They're just a strong club, well coached. Tottenham, big question mark about Harry Kane. So we'll reserve judgment until we find out what's happening with Harry Kane. But yes. I'd say Liverpool will go closest to Manchester City this season. And Tottenham, of course, uh, at home entertain Manchester City uh, in the opening round of the EPL this weekend with, of course, a Harry Kane cloud still hovering over uh, the Spurs. Uh, by the way, Liverpool are away to Norwich, uh, the newly promoted Norwich in the opening round. Now, my producer, Chris Clafunas, is a very big Arsenal man. I'm going to ask you this question before we let you go. Give us your top four and where do you think the Gunners will finish in this campaign? Not in the top four. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> he knew that was coming. He's probably looking over from his panel yeah. a moment ago. Yeah, nodding with a smile. Uh, uh, top four, City, Liverpool, Manchester United, and, yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea. Um, yeah, Chelsea. the same four. And, yeah, but it's, they'll probably get Lukaku. But yeah, I'd love to see a... Well, last season, that, that story of West Ham and Leicester pushing it right to the to the end, that was that was a great story. I'd love to see a club like that. Maybe a Newcastle, perhaps. Chris yeah, your club. Again, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's hard to see. Money talks, money talks. And, and with the, the way that the, the TV structure is in England, that the big clubs just replenish in kind because they've, they've got so much money to spend. So it's hard to see someone outside that four I mentioned breaking in. Always when you go into an English Premier League season, uh, you follow your club, but there's also a couple of other clubs in the lower divisions you'd like to do well. Is there any... Like, I, I hope Sunderland do well in League One because I reckon, you know, they got 30,000 at the weekend and they beat Wigan by two goals to one. And I've seen the Sunderland Till I Die, you know, the two series that they've put out. So I've got a soft spot for Sunderland. They should be, of course, if not in the Championship, eventually in the Premier League. Is there another club that you'll follow from the lower divisions that hope, uh, you, they, you, from your point, of view, they do well? Yeah, I keep an eye on the ones involving the Australians, obviously. It's certainly not Sunderland because um, being a Newcastle fan, that's like... Oh, right, yes. A Collingwood fan about how, how do you feel about Carlton struggles? So I just start laughing and vice versa. So, um, no, I, I, to me, that documentary, by the way, that you mentioned was a comedy. It wasn't a drama or anything like that. It was like <laughs> hilarious. Um, where, where the Australians are, I, I like to follow and, and see how they go. Like, um, for instance, Stoke, Harry Souter is going to be huge for, uh, literally, for the Socceroos in this World Cup qualifying process coming up and see how Harry goes. He didn't start on the weekend, for instance. So, yeah, those are the clubs that I, I pay mm. most attention to. But, yeah, certainly every single part of my, my 
undying loyalty goes towards uh, Newcastle United Football Club. Yeah, let's hope they have a, a decent season because they are fanatics up there, the Geordies. Don't worry about that. Adam, thanks for your time. We're all excited. The EPL starts this weekend and uh, it's going to be a busy period because, as you mentioned, uh, the World Cup qualifiers uh, crank up for the Socceroos as well. And this is the meaningful uh, World Cup qualifiers where they need to, of course, uh, finish uh, in the top two to get through until the big one in Qatar next year. Thanks for your time. No worries, mate. Have a good other. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.